good evening, everyone. We welcome you to the Salvation Army Conception Bay South to this Christmas Eve service. And I just pray that you will be blessed as you join in with us. We say to you tonight, Merry Christmas. And I pray that as we join in, that we will celebrate the birth, the miracle of the birth of Jesus Christ, who's come to be our Savior and our Lord. The theme of the night, as we share together, is a thrill of hope. The weary world rejoices. Christmas Eve 2021 will soon be coming to a close. And in just a few short hours, the time of Advent, the long wait will be over. We will be rejoicing in the miracle above all miracles, the birth of Jesus Christ. Jesus came to bring us hope, and Christmas is a renewal of that hope. It reconfirms it for us if we've lost our focus, if our vision has become unclear, it was settled a long time ago, and so we don't have to doubt anymore. Jesus is the fulfillment of our hope, and our deepest longings come true. Star sweet. 
celebrate the birth of the one who is the light of the world, the wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, and the prince of peace. By definition, a baby is dependent on adults for everything, food, shelter, protection, and love. A baby is unable to use logic and reason. It needs constant attention. But the baby Jesus, this child, created the world. 
This child existed before anything or anyone. This child was God. Imagine. He is the creator of the world, and suddenly he feels cold and hungry. Imagine. Becoming human was not a twist of fate or a punishment from a higher being. It was a choice. God chose to give up everything to become nothing. This child was a king. A king in a dirty stable, wrapped in rags, but a king with a plan. This king would bring hope. Not just a wish, but the confidence that God would defeat Satan, that good would win over evil. This child would bring peace, even in the midst of great suffering and trials. A peace that assures his followers that he is in control even when it feels like nobody is. This child would bring joy, for he would deliver us. And this child would bring love, a love that would never be taken away, a love that is beyond our understanding. Our world needs hope, peace, joy, and love of Jesus Christ, now more than ever. Jesus Christ is our hope and our salvation. Christ is God's promises made flesh. Christ brings meaning and hope for a world short on both. We light the Christmas candle recognizing that Jesus Christ is the center of it all. The light of the world was born this night. His name is Jesus Emmanuel. God with us. Our waiting is over.
What a joy. Christmas. Christmas. The most widely celebrated holiday in the world has come again. We're here to celebrate. And I trust wherever you are, you're celebrating tonight. Not only are we enjoying the wonderful traditions of the season, but also the celebration of the fact that we have hope. We have hope in the promises of, Christ, of Christmas made by God when Jesus Christ was born tonight, in Bethlehem. And tonight we joyfully choose to celebrate and to publicly praise and honor the very one whom this celebration is all about. It is in honor of Jesus' birth that we gather and we sing and we tell the story of all that happened the night he became one of us. I don't believe it was a silent night, but as we hear the baby cooing in the back, we believe that Jesus Christ was the same. And so we continue to celebrate as he became one of us. Why? Because through Christmas we have peace. And through Christmas we have comfort and we have joy. Yeah. And best of all, through Christmas, we have the promise of a personal relationship with God. This is why we celebrate, and it's why we sing. This is why we have hope, even in this weary world. And we are weary these days, aren't we? Even in the midst of this weary world that has seemed to have lost its hope, especially over these past two years when the entire world has suffered and continues to suffer, we can still celebrate because Jesus is the true and the only hope of not only Christmas, but of all time. And so we invite you to continue with us and celebrate with us as we tell his story. St. Luke's Gospel, chapter 2, verses 1 to 20. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. 
This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone went to their own town to register. And so Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and the line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger, because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. And so they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. And when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things, and she pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Hope. It's the feeling we have when we actually believe that what we desire is truly going to happen. Christmas represents that for all of us. The hope of peace on earth, the hope of comfort and joy, the hope that there is a God in heaven who loves us and with whom we can have a relationship. The Jewish people hoped to see the promised Messiah, the one who would come and free them from bondage under which they lived and established a new kingdom. And though many didn't recognize it at the time, all of their hopes were born in the baby held by a young peasant girl who God chose to bear his son. This baby, this divine hope, divine hope of Christmas would become everything that God had promised.
must have been quite a celebration at the birthplace of Jesus that night in Bethlehem. And rightly so. The King of Kings had come to earth to be Emmanuel, to be God with us. The one and only Son of God had left his throne to become human flesh and to walk with us. Jesus was born in a humble stable, but a grand celebration also accompanied his birth. In fact, the Bible tells us that God himself sent a multitude of angels who shouted their praise to announce the birth of God's promised one, the Messiah, Jesus, the Christ, the source of our thrill of hope. Hark, the herald angels sing. Hark the of the Christ child was a thrill of hope for the shepherds. Imagine the scene as the shepherds came face to face with the angels who were saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. Hope is a powerful force in our lives and Christmas brings hope to us. Christmas is also for those who have been longing for a Savior. 
for those like the shepherds who are waiting for God to show up. And friends, he has. Hallelujah. He has. seen the glory of the Lord. And what a message was given. The Christ so long awaited had been born. 
then how great is your imagination to witness a multitude of the heavenly host praising God. You would be so thrilled. You would be so filled with rapture that nothing could prevent you from finding the Christ for yourself. These shepherds then had that wonderful joy of seeing the baby Jesus. How could you keep such news to yourself? They couldn't. And so they told those they met and then returned to their work with praising hearts. This Christmas, may God fill each of our hearts with hope. The angels expressed what that hope means. Glory to God in the highest and on earth. Peace to men on whom His favor rests. Imagine the wonder and imagine the emotion and then try to imagine the glory and the light. Imagine how that sleepy little town of Bethlehem became a celestial crossroads, the intersection of heaven and earth.
For from that moment on, Bethlehem would occupy a magnificent place in history. The very place God reached down from heaven and touched the world. It was a special place. It was a special time when King Jesus came to our world. How many kings stepped down from their throne? How many lords have abandoned their homes? How many greats have become the least for me? How many gods have poured out their hearts to romance a world that has torn all apart? How many fathers gave up their sons for me? Yeah. 
After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born, King of the Jews? We saw his star in the east, and we have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was very disturbed, and all Jerusalem with him. When he called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Messiah was born. In Bethlehem, in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet had written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judea, are by no means least among the rulers of Judea. For out of you will come a ruler who is the shepherd, my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found him out. From that exact time, the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go, search carefully for this child. As soon as you find him, report to me so that I may go and I may also worship him. After they had heard the king, they went on their way, and the star they had seen, it rose, and they had went ahead, and they stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down, and they began to worship him. Then they opened their treasures, and they presented them the gifts of gold, frankincense and myrrh and having been warned in the dream not to go back to Herod they returned to their country by another route it was not just wise men who were looking for the Messiah but the Jewish people always kept the thrill of hope and held before them the promise that one day a Messiah would come among them He would be great, he would be strong, and would overcome their oppressors, and yet how quickly these wise men recognized the true Christ in a tiny baby. The star they saw was a sign from God designed to alert Gentiles of an event in Bethlehem that was intended for them as well. Researchers have discovered tablets in Persia dated from Jesus' day. And those tablets predicted that a great king would be born in the West and justice and righteousness, peace and joy would mark his reign. These men were astronomers who searched the sky for signs that would guide them. God provided the ultimate sign, a supernatural star that would lead them to the baby who came to bring hope to the world. They were thrilled to worship him, to give him their gifts, and they were filled with joy. Because they were Gentiles and pagans, we might not have invited them to participate in the birth of God's Son. But, get this tonight, but God responded to their hunger for truth, and he still responds to spiritual hunger today. The good news of Christmas is that God brought hope to all people. Amen. God brought hope to all people. 
regardless of their background. And that included Jews and Gentiles, both.
Amen. The coming of Christ was a thrill of hope for Mary. What a grand celebration it was. Luke 2 verse 17 paints the picture for us. And when the shepherds had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told them concerning the child. And all those who heard it marveled at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary, she kept all these things and she pondered them in her heart. How much Mary knew of what would become of her very special child isn't entirely clear. But the scriptures tell us that she was told he would be great and he would be called the son of the highest and that of his kingdom there would be no end. He would be called the son of God. I have traveled many moonless nights, cold and weary, with a As you watch my face 
known every detail but she must have known that this child conceived in her by the Holy Spirit would be the long-awaited Messiah the promised one the hope and the Savior of the world it would be he who would bridge the gap between mankind and God just imagine the joy Mary felt knowing that the hope of all the ages was being fulfilled through her and just imagine the excitement she felt as she witnessed the heavenly host praising God above the humble stable in which Jesus lay. She had heard the scriptures. She had been told all the prophecies. But did she know exactly what it meant that her newborn son was to be the savior of all? Did she know that he would become the sacrifice for sin? Could she fathom the thought of the nails and the cross? Was it possible for her to comprehend what was to come beyond the manger? In the beauty of that moment when Jesus Christ was born, was it possible for Mary or for anyone to comprehend the extent of God's love for all mankind? Why would the God of the universe and the creator of all things send his son to become the sacrifice for sin this is a question 
for the ages. Christ's birth, the psalmist asked, for what is man that God is mindful of him? And through the centuries since, we have wondered about, wrestled, attempted to grasp the apparently infinite depth of God's amazing love for us. It is in this love where we find our comfort and 
our joy and our peace. It is this love which shines into our darkness, and it is this love where we find the true hope of Christmas, which moves us to want to share it with others. We sing with Mary, My soul rejoices in God my Savior. We shout with the angels, Glory to God in the highest. And we marvel with the shepherds, glorifying and praising God. And with the centuries of people who have sought God, we hold on to the hope of Christmas, that Jesus Christ is the light which has come into the world. How can we not sing? How can we not shout His praises? How can we not worship the one who is our hope, who is our peace, who is our joy? Go tell it on the mountain. Wherever you are, tell it, share it, that Jesus Christ is born. Go tell it on the mountain. Christmas is fulfilled for those who choose to trust Him and believe that He is the promised Messiah, believe that He is the Savior of the world. This Christmas, we express our praise and we sing for joy. And with thanksgiving, we shout hallelujah to Jesus, hope and light. Of Christmas. On the night of Jesus' birth, not all the people of Bethlehem recognized what had happened. They did not all understand that Jesus' arrival was the fulfillment of centuries of prophecies in which God promised that He would provide a way for us to be in communion with Him. And since that holy night, not everyone has accepted the great and mysterious gift given to mankind in the form of Jesus Christ. Many have, but many have rejected and many continue to reject 
that gift of eternal life. They refuse to see that Jesus is the Son of the Most High God, the Blessed Redeemer, the long-awaited Messiah, the Savior of the world. Yet, on this night, get this, will you? On this night, there is still time to turn back to God. There is still a great victory coming for those who believe in Jesus Christ. Perhaps, perhaps there's someone tonight who is living in darkness. I'm going to go off script for a second. I've had conversations just this past week of people who are hurting, who are weighed down so heavily by the cares and the concerns of life because loved ones are living in darkness, because many have not yet sought the Jesus of Christmas. Friends, I say it again, the good news is that in Jesus there is light. And in Jesus there is hope. Don't miss it. Yes, regardless of the darkness. We can celebrate because Jesus remains the King of Kings. He is alive. And will one day come back to claim his bride, the body of Christ. Remember that regardless of the darkness of this world, there is still hope. Amen. Amen. There is still hope, salvation, and eternal life. All of that is offered to all who call upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and will be saved. This, friends, is the true hope of Christmas. So come all ye faithful, sing it out to Him. Oh, come, let us adore Him, Christ the Lord. Amen.
And I pray that the birth of Jesus Christ would be a thrill of hope for you and for me this Christmas. Philip Brooks captured the heart of Christmas with one line in the carol he wrote, O Little Town of Bethlehem. And that line summarizes what Christmas means to us. The hopes and fears of all the years are met in thee tonight. In the little town of Bethlehem, God met the hopes of all humanity by the birth of his son, Jesus. But let me ask you, what are your hopes? And what are your fears? In the midst of the disappointments, in the heartaches, and in the heartbreaks, and in the chaos of life, we get weary. And when we get weary, we lose focus. And we lose hope. We allow our minds to just run wild with all kinds of horrible things that can happen. And then we talk and we sing about having a blue Christmas. Even our prayers can be kind of blue when they take on the form something like, protect me, protect them, Father, when this whole thing just doesn't work out. Or help us face the suffering that is sure to come. Or be with us as our whole world falls apart in these days. And so we rehearse the tragedy that's on the inside. And we look at the circumstances that are around us. We look at how dire our situations may be. And we prepare for the worst. The whole just seems to fill us up. Families are falling apart. Our children are out when they should be in. Drugs are so common it is frightening. Financial struggles and troubles are behind many of the smiles that you see on your friends' faces. Fear of the pandemic that still circles our globe. Health concerns, employment issues, political fears and worries about the future. They're all just pressing down on us. And I can just go on and on and on with the darkness. And I could go on with all of the weariness that surrounds us. And that's what many do in these days. And you know what? I get weary at times too. And there are moments when concerns turn into worries. But then I'm quickly reminded of the angel's words. Do not be afraid. Amen. Do not be afraid. And his words are just as relevant now as they were then. Do not be afraid. It's as if the multitudes of angels are singing to me and the glory of the Lord just shines bright around me and I hear him say, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to hope. And don't be afraid for some joy. Don't be afraid for some possibilities. And don't be afraid for a miracle. Don't be afraid to trust me. Don't be afraid to just give it a go. Take a chance on me. You see, we all need to come to the realization that God is real. Amen. He is Emmanuel. He is God with us. Amen. And we all need that relationship with Jesus Christ. A relationship that includes forgiveness. And that includes freedom. And that includes healing. Jesus is not some sort of Hallmark special. And he's not some, someone on a Disney movie. Jesus is real. He is personal. And he can touch, and he can feel, and he can go to the dark spots. He can go to the dark holes in your life. He is Emmanuel.
awesome presence. We thank you that, yes, you are Emmanuel. You are God with us in every circumstance of our lives. Lord, we know that there are those maybe viewing the service this evening who are hurting their soul heavily weighed down with the cares that consume them right now. Lord, would you release them from that? Would you draw near to them in this moment on this Christmas Eve? Come near to them, Lord. Help them to realize that, yes, you are Jesus. You are the Savior. You are the Messiah. You are the one that have come to give us hope beyond all hope. You came as a babe in humble surroundings, a miracle that is above every other miracle that one could ever experience. And so, Lord, we know that you can provide. We know that you can meet the needs of your people. So, Lord, we ask that you would move in our world. You would move in our country. You would move in our province, that you would move in our towns tonight, Lord. And by your Spirit, we would know, we would know afresh that, yes, you are with us. We praise you. We rejoice with the shepherds and the angels and the wise men, with Mary and Joseph, as we recognize you, the thrill of hope who has come as light in such darkness. May we all fall on our knees. Lord, help us. May we fall on our knees. May we worship the babe born in Bethlehem, the man of sorrows, the one that was acquainted with grief, the Son of God who died and, hallelujah, conquered death. By rising from the dead, you are the light of the world, Jesus, God's own Son. And this night, this Christmas Eve, we worship you. Yes, the thrill of hope. Speak to your people. Draw near to them now, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. We invite you tonight, if you haven't already done so in your home, to take a few moments and to walk around and to turn on every light you have, every Christmas light, every light, every candle, every room light, whatever you have around your home, light them all and to recognize that the light of the candles and the lights around your home symbolizes the light of life that has come into this world. He came, friends. He came for you and for me and for me.
know, the thing about this weary world and the darkness of our own lives is that it's never too dark for him. God isn't scared of it because he is light. This light, 1 John 1 says, this plan God had from the very beginning, a plan to bring Jesus into the world. Yes. What a joy it's been tonight to share with you where there should have been 150 people gathered in our sanctuary. It didn't happen because, well, you know the restrictions of COVID. Here we are again. You know, it's our third Christmas here at CBS. And we're yet to have a normal Christmas Eve service. I don't know if that means three strikes and we're out or not. I hope not. But we're looking forward to Christmas, aren't we? Whether we're gathered in a sanctuary, whether we're at home with a family, God is with us. And friends, we wish you a Merry Christmas. And we pray God's blessing upon you. You you have no idea the love, the support that we feel. And we want to just continue to share that love with you. And uh, we're so thankful and so grateful for all of your support. And pray God's blessings upon you this Christmas season into the new year, 2022. We don't know the future, but we know who holds it. And we just place you in God's hand. So I say this tonight, don't be afraid. Because there is still hope in the world. Do you believe it? There is still hope in the world. Don't be afraid because joy is here. Don't be afraid because I've got some good news. It's not too late. It's not too hard. Jesus can do what cannot be done. Isn't that something? That's the one we serve. Jesus can do what cannot be done. And we don't have to be afraid to trust him and to hope. Let him be that thrill of hope that breaks through the darkness in your life this Christmas. God bless you. Here we go. A thrill of hope.